Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away. Today, we are joined by political scientist from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. This week marks an annual event in California politics, the governor's traditional announcement of what is called the May Revise. Now, this is the real kickoff of budget season where the governor updates what's to come in the state coffers and where the maneuvering of future state spending really takes shape. All of this has set forth the conditions for a political earthquake of sorts where we see much at stake in the May Revise numbers to be announced on May 15th. So, Professor McEwen, what do you think the battle lines look like here for this May Revise? So if we look at the May revise this year, it's a little bit different kind of season. You have a lot of pent-up demand by Democrats. Democrats have already tried in the legislature to get ahead of this by announcing spending that would relax any pressure on the GAN limit. This would be uh, where dollars could be returned to state taxpayers. The way you do that is you increase funding, for example, to schools. So last week you saw a large amount of money that was set forth, billions of dollars that would go uh, in negotiations to schools. And today's guest is someone who can talk about kind of the broader picture for what's going on here, especially in light of last year's recall and the midterms that are coming up later this year. We're going to bring that guest on right now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with Rob Kornke. He is part of the firm Grassroots Lab. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. What do you expect with the governor's update and the May revise? Well, you know, as was mentioned, we're we're up against this, uh, you know, very, very rare instance of having too much money in the state of California, you know, after many years of, of chronic deficits. We are facing something that is called the GAN limit. It dates back to a proposition, a ballot proposition that was passed way back in 1979 that essentially kind of locks state spending in place with allowances for population growth and revenue. It does not often come up. It's been triggered, to my knowledge, only once prior in 1987, which I could still remember my father getting his check back from the state of California. But as was mentioned, when you hit the GAN limit, you basically have to uh, give money back to taxpayers and spend more money on schools. Of course, there are other, um, you know, sort of autopilot functions of the state budget with Prop 98 and others. And so what the legislature is trying to do, or rather what the governor will have to do and the legislature will have to negotiate, is to try and find a way to make use of these dollars in a productive way that sort of navigates this gauntlet of, uh, of triggers. As we look at this, Rob, what do you see in terms of what could happen that makes this budget season different than what we've seen in the past? That Not only the triggers, but the, perhaps the demand by Assembly Democrats and Senate Democrats uh, for more spending beyond just COVID relief. 
Yeah, well, if I, could, if I could go back a little bit to the sort of uniqueness of this scenario, we're not in a position where we were in for, for decades with the state budget dragging on into the summer and trying to close deficits and having all of these big painful cuts. Uh, you know, sort of somewhat ironically, with the economy in a very shaky place, the, the, state, uh, the state's coffers overfloweth a surplus to the tune of potentially as much as $70 billion dollars. Now, what's tricky is, is because of that GAN limit, and according to the state legislative analyst, um, for every every dollar in tax revenue above that limit, the state faces approximately a dollar sixty in constitutional funding obligations. So you do have pent up demand uh, from Democrats who who know that there's constituencies that are still hurting from COVID nineteen, um, from the pandemic, and from the you know uh, unfolding economic downturn. There's a desire to spend on a lot of different kinds of services. Many of those are not going to be possible because of this limitation, and the the governor is going to have to choose between education and infrastructure first and foremost, because those are ways to navigate this limit. And the limit, the GAN limit, is a vestige, a legacy, if you will, of the of Howard Jarvis. I have an email here from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association that says, the gas tax fight and memories of 1978. What do you think uh, the likelihood is of this becoming a gas rebate? That that's certainly something that's on the table. The governor himself has been uh, has voiced concerns that a, that a gas rebate uh, subsidizes, uh, you know, traditional energy companies, oil companies, and so forth, and that that may not, uh, you know, sort of sufficiently reward uh, state residents. Overall, they're going to have to get really choosy. Again, I'll, I'll quote the the legislative analyst said that the governor's budget plan from January is quote not a fiscally sustainable starting point. Uh, which is what my wife told me when I showed her how much Warriors tickets cost tonight. <laughs> um, but they're, they're going to have to dial back, I think, some of the things that they want to do. And, you know, again, constrained by uh, by the decisions of of past electorates, um, they're, they've got a, a very sort of narrow path to navigate here. Would you expect, of of course, the issue of abortion has been top of mind the last week or so. Uh, would you expect that issue, women's health care access, to play a role at all in the revise? Governor has staked out uh, strong ground that California will be, um, you know, some, somewhat of a, a sanctuary um, if, the, if, if Roe is indeed repealed and states start to impose limitations elsewhere, that California will be welcoming of that. So that's certainly something that you can see. Um, you know, we could anticipate a world in which um, there's pressure um, from the federal government on states that are still being permissive of abortion. So they may want to set dollars aside from that. Um, you know, one of the things that is talked about is trying to put more money in the rainy day fund, not only to fund, you know, some of these priorities in an ongoing way, but to secure against the, the potential for an economic downturn and, and future budget years being less flush than this year. Um, do you expect that there will be impacts here on the budget and the May revise that might filter down the local governments that have been hit hard or are, are local governments uh, with all these you know, potential rivals and fault lines are, are local governments really out of the picture here in terms of what's happening? Well, I think giving money to local governments is actually a, a one thing the legislature could do. They've been loath to do it in the past. That's not typically their first preference. Um, local governments could certainly use help. They were recipients of funds from ARPA and, and other federal dollars, but those are drying up. And so you have a lot of cities that are actually completing their budgets um, right now. Most municipalities' fiscal years end on June 30, so they're they're undergoing a parallel budgeting process here. And a lot of the cities I work with and talk to, they're they're facing potential 
having to cut back on, on staffing and other things. So they certainly um, could be in use of dollars, and they could probably find productive ways to partner with the legislature and the governor on some of these priorities, ways to fund housing and other kinds of things that we know that the state wants to advance. Um, cities and counties could certainly be partners in that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Our guest, Rob Korenke of the firm Grassroots Lab, and a big thank you to Dr. David McEwen at Sonoma State. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.